Welcome to the Supersize Fizz Ed Podcast. My name is Dave, and I'm here to talk about teaching as a male. Now, I'm not saying females can't run into these problems, and I because I don't know, but I, I definitely can tell you from experience three big, big no-nos and big mistakes I've made or I've known other people to make um, or not even make, just a matter of situation and circumstance and all sorts of things. So just cautionary tales for male teachers, basically, and any, really any teacher, but definitely male teachers. So here we go. Okay. So today um, is more of a, again, cautionary tale or tales based on my experience teaching, not just PE, but in the classroom and just as a uh, youth group instructor, um, just things I've experienced in the past that I want to make sure no one else has to go through. So these are very important things. These Sometimes we do some kind of sillier things or funnier things, or um, I do different games and PDFs. And, you know, this is a little more... Uh, important, I guess. Um, everything's important, but this is very important. So to start with, as a first year teacher, I encountered a problem I had never encountered before. Fresh out of college, I moved from New York to Florida where my parents were or are, they are still. And I'm, I am still, um, that's a whole nother thing. Who cares? doesn't matter. But my first experience as a teacher, um, was in a very rural uh, migrant worker town. Um, not just that, but that's what it's known for. And uh, I was out in a portable and there's still portables even at my school now. But my portable, let's see, was myself and one other teacher, both fifth grade. And then there was a separate portable with the, um, the ESC class. And I, I'd heard this is after a couple of months of being there that one of the ESC students, um, I believe she was sixth grade or sorry, fifth grade. Cause I, I think it was a K through five school. She was fifth grade. She had been telling stories about, um, well, I'm coach Carney now, but Mr. Carney, either one, um, just climbing into my bedroom at night kind of thing. And I was mortified. I really was. I, I couldn't believe that she would make something like that up. Now, fortunately, well, really, I didn't do anything to make that uh, worse. I really didn't even know the girl. I said hi. I was friendly to her and her class because I'd see them at recess or I'd see them, you know, wherever. But a- after that, I was told I could have no contact with that girl whatsoever. And that, that really bothered me because, well, a few things. Obviously, that could have ruined my career right then and there. My career could have been done year one of teaching. Fortunately, nobody believed her and I believe they interviewed her. They didn't really even interview me. I just made sure I stayed away from her and just, again, I wasn't even allowed to talk to her, go near her the rest of the year, which made me sad because she seemed like a very nice person, but I didn't want to ruin my career and I didn't want anything else to happen. Um, I really didn't do anything, like I said, but that's, that's just shows you what could happen just based on a student having thoughts or whatever about uh, male teachers. And again, this could go with 
female teachers as well. This could uh, apply for them as well. But I'm just going from my experience as a male teacher, obviously. Okay, so the first one wasn't really my fault, I don't think. I didn't really do anything except being nice to a student, and she made things up. The second one was kind of my fault. So a few years later at a different school, I had a um, like incentive thing for my students. Again, this is when I was in the classroom. I wasn't teaching PE. I taught, I believe I was teaching, yeah, I was teaching fourth grade there. And I had a kind of incentive thing where they could earn, um, I don't even know, based on like either, t- you know, tickets, positive things, they could earn different things around the room or, you know, in the, in the classroom or outside the classroom, um, whatever I could do to incentivize my students. So one of the things was eat lunch with the teacher and two girls had um, signed, signed up for it. And I, you know, we set a date for that um, where they would, we'd bring the lunch, uh, the, the lunches back to the classroom and we watch TV. There's a TV there. We, I put on like cartoons or something like that. And we just talk and I, I had done it a few times and it went really well. So the day that I was supposed to eat lunch with both students, again, both females, one of them was absent and I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. Honestly, I know if you're listening to this right now, you're like, well, duh, (laughs) don't be alone in a classroom with a, any other student, doesn't matter male or female. And again, I was just a young teacher. I guess I didn't learn from the first experience because I really didn't do anything on that first one I, I told you about. I didn't do anything, I think, wrong. Well, again, the one student was absent. So I'm like, okay, well, let's, we'll just have lunch together in the, in the, the classroom. Um, you know, it was, we had, we had, we had lunch and we talked and everything was fine. And, you know, I thought that was it. Well, come to find out that is not the case or was not the case. The one, uh, one of the other, a different girl, I think who was just jealous that we had lunch together, not the girl who was absent, but a different girl. We started to make up stories about me um, with that girl in the classroom. Something about, again, this is 20 years ago, something about um, my belt buckle was undone or some, something like that with my belt or my shirt was untucked, things like that when, when the class got back there or when I picked up the class, which is totally not true. But, you know, when I found that out, I went to the guidance counselor and I asked her, well, what should I do? Which, I mean, maybe that was a, maybe that was a mistake because then there was a, not a huge investigation, but, you know, a decent investigation where the, the girl who I had lunch with was going to be interviewed by uh, the principal, guidance counselor, um, I believe maybe even, maybe even like a DCF worker. I'm not sure. I, can't, I just can't remember all the details, but, you know, I remember her, talking to her mom uh, before the, like the interview you know, just expressing, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, this happened. I mean, nothing happened, but I'm sorry that I just wasn't thinking and, you know, I should have postponed the lunch. And she was very kind, very gracious. I had had a decent relationship with, with her. And so then when it came time for the, the girl to be interviewed, you know, she's like, well, what do you want me to say? I said, just, just tell the truth. But I was, I was scared by just saying that. I said, just, just tell the truth. And, and she did and everything was fine, but it was, it was a hard couple of weeks and then what was worse, this this actually, I think this is 10 times worse. Um, about, I don't even know, a couple weeks after that, I decided to have lunch with, because I was told I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. But I had lunch with my former students on the stage in the cafeteria. Teachers were allowed to do that. 
uh, again, so I taught there. This is my second year t- teaching there. So my former students who became fifth graders, I was still teaching fourth grade. I wanted to have lunch with them in the cafeteria in front of everybody on the stage. And when I got back to my classroom with my class, my principal kind of caught me in, and pulled me in the hall and said, you know, what are you doing? And I, I said, I had lunch with my former students. And he, he said, you can't do that. And that really upset me. That's one of the reasons why I left that school. Because again, <laughs> so I'm never allowed to go near my students again, like have lunch in plain view of people. Um, you know, I just, I felt like, like that was just wrong, but, but again, wrong on my part to begin with just wasn't thinking. So, you know, just, I'm just trying to give you some examples of things that I've done in the past that I don't want anybody to, to replicate and just really think about, you know, the position you're going to be in with students, male or female, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Just be very, very careful. I'm going to say the third one. I wasn't going to add this one, but you know, I'm just thinking of things that happened in the past. So I was a, a young life leader. Um, if you don't, you're not familiar with young life, it's, I could make it real simple and just say, it's kind of like a church, church youth group leader, but it's a, it's an organization. And there were times when I would drive, it was high school students home from, uh, we did like Monday, we do club on Monday or whatever. We did, we meet at somebody's house, do some skits and some, you know, uh, talks about the Bible. And then we kind of, a lot of times we'd go out and play football afterwards or we do something. So there were a lot of times when I drove kids home and, you know, again, I was, this is when I was 26, 27 and I was driving high school students home. Now, again, nothing happened, but there were times when I I don't think I was strategically thinking about how I was going to drive students home. Like, let's say there was a male and two females and the male lived closer well, I would drop off the mail first and then I'd be alone with two females in the car and then I'd drop another one off, a female, and then I'd be left alone with one female in the car. And again, I was just putting myself in really bad situations. Again, of course, nothing happened and, you know, everything was fine. And, but I'm just, as a younger teacher, I just wasn't thinking of these things. And, and I do think about that now. I mean, I'm never alone in a, in a classroom with a teacher, or sorry, with a student. Um, that even when I was in the classroom last year in middle school for a little bit, you know, I made sure the door was always open. Um, I have a, a neighboring uh, teacher watching my my class with me or, or coming to the door just to make sure they were, I mean, I guess a witness. But, you know, just it's, everything's just be very, very careful. And so that, that's like the story number three. And story number four is going to really get you in a moment here. So on to story number four. Now, this one, again, it's really nobody's, I mean, nobody did anything wrong adult wise, except maybe the adults accusing, but this is, these are just some things that can happen if you're not careful. So I'm definitely not going to use this person's name because it was my former, former para. This is a few years ago. So this is like, I'm not kidding you. I'm like a month left in the school year at the most. It might've been even less than that. Um, Maybe not. Let's say a month left in the school year. All of a sudden he was gone. I mean, just gone. One day I came in. I'm like, where is this person? I'm not going to say his name, of course, again. And the principal and the principal secretary and the administration was all very like cagey. I'm trying to think of the right word, but about where he was. And him and I have, we still have a great relationship. But in any of that time we did too. And I would text him and either he wouldn't answer or he'd give me very 
just vague details. Oh, I'm, you know, I just mentally, I, I'm, I'm, I gotta go, I gotta check out for a little bit or, you know, I'm going somewhere with my family for a little bit. I just need to get away. And the, again, the administration and anybody who, who knew what happened was just like, well, you're not, you're not gonna see him for a while. And it was really concerning to me. I mean, I was really scared for his health. I was scared for his well-being. I was scared for his family. I wasn't sure what was going on. I had no idea. Nobody had any idea. And people were asking me, and I'm like, I don't know. My, I had two other paras at the time. I, I just, I didn't know. And I still never told those other paras what happened. Um, and very few people probably even to this day know what happened, but he, he told me. So here's what happened. He was accused of, well, a kindergarten, a kindergarten girl accused him of, and it sounds ridiculous, but this is what he was accused of take like knocking on her door, like her classroom door, taking her out of class, taking her to the playground and putting his hand on her thigh. That's pretty much it. Now, the problem with all that is, well, first of all, it wasn't true, but second of all, no one had ever interviewed, like he had to get a lawyer. He had, he was interviewed multiple times by DCF and other just I mean, I think other lawyers and just whoever, whatever he was, I mean, he was in a bad place and he had to spend like a lot of money. His family helped him. He didn't do anything wrong. The, the really sad, or I don't know the, the, to me, what, what they could have, they could have, this all could have been avoided really, really simply. You know, if they would have interviewed me, you know, he was with me, I'd say 90% of his day, we were in our office, hanging out. We were teaching class. He was, um, you know, always near me. The only time he wasn't was maybe when he went inside the building for a tiny bit or he had lunch duty or something. I mean, he was with me. I'm not kidding you that much of the part of the day. Also, they never, they never interviewed the classroom teacher to see if that was even true. So basically this girl, this kindergarten girl just made up everything. The mom believed it, which I understand as a parent, but you know, the problem is he didn't do anything wrong. And I don't, he really didn't. I mean, maybe he was just nice to this girl and she just made, well, she did just make it up and he wouldn't have, there was no time in the day he could have done that. And he would have been in plain sight of everybody if he did that. So there's just no way, but you can see how things can go downhill really fast. And I don't even know how to defend against that, except, you know, make sure you are, you are with somebody uh, that can vouch for you, you know, your whereabouts and make sure you're never alone with a student kind of thing. So just some scary things. And I wasn't meant to be a, it's not a Halloween episode. It wasn't meant to be a scary thing, but uh, I'm going to give you a quick cowbell tip of the day, and then we'll get moving on to the end. So here is your cowbell tip of the day. All right. So your cowbell tip of the day is this. I kind of said it already, but just never put yourself in a bad situation. Always be thinking about, you know, am I in, the, well, it's hard to always think about this, but, you know, just think about yourself being alone or not alone with students and just be very, very careful. Um, I'm going to add one quick thing. I remember, you know, a little kindergarten or first grade girl or boy coming up to me and, and wanting them, wanting me to help them, you know, zip up their pants and help them with their belt buckle. I tell you what, I don't like doing that at all, but I make sure there is an adult, like another coach or just a witness right there at all times, because I don't want to be put in a bad situation. So please think of that. Again, this is male or female. I'm hoping females are listening to this as well. You know, I'm sorry I just gave the male version of this, but that's all I know. 
So, you know, just be very, very mindful of never, ever putting yourself in a, just a bad situation. I mean, and of, you know, obviously it's an innocent uh, thing. Nothing's happening, but you know, you never know what, what, what students can say to their parents or if they are just going to completely lie, which again happened in two of these uh, four things I just told you about, you know, just, just lying. Um, it could really, I mean, it can cost your career. You could never possibly live this down, you know, true, true or not. Um, if that would have come out again, I mean, in the papers about him or, or whatever, my, uh, my former para, or if any of these came out about me or any of those situations, it just, it could be devastating for your career. You could never live it down possibly. And, and it could be completely innocent. So please, please, please be mindful of your surroundings. Be mindful of who you are around. Make sure it's groups of people uh, as far as students or there's an adult present, you know, keep your door open. Um, you know, just make sure, be very, very careful. And that is your cowbell tip of the day. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Again, this was not supposed to be a scary episode, but just be mindful. It's very, very important. And I do appreciate you. That's why I do this PE nation. You guys girl and girls are awesome. I do appreciate you. So have a great day. Check out supersizephysed.com for more information on different things I have out there or check the episode links for the free ebook and lots of free goodies and other things you can purchase. So I appreciate that and supporting the show. Give me a quick five second uh, review. If that's, uh, if it's something that helped you at all, a four or five star review real quick would definitely help the show, help it grow, help this message get out to more people. So thank you so much again, PE Nation. Have a great day, week, weekend, whenever, wherever you listen to this, I appreciate you. Let's keep pushing our profession forward.